Are you ready to begin your journey out of the realm of just theories and into a world of excitement and experience that only comes with braving the unknown? Join us as we speak to entrepreneurs who have faced the challenges of successfully creating businesses at home as well as abroad. Whether it's arts, services, or tech, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Bangkok to Mumbai, we'll help you find your inspiration and turn it into action. Get ready for Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now welcome your host, Neville J. McKenzie. Today's conversation is with Avinav Sharma, CEO, and Tanisha Chalwa, COO of Focus Digit, a startup that provides sellers with an e-commerce end-to-end solution platform to sell to their clients online across multiple channels. Abhinav and Tanisha live and work in Delhi, India, and represent the growing number of entrepreneurs that are building companies successfully out of India to challenge on the world stage. During the conversation, Abhinav and Tanisha reveal what makes them a successful team based on their knowledge and experience with a touch of humour. Tanisha also reveals the secret that Abhinav kept and to who in the first six months of the company. You didn't even tell her for like six months, right? Yes. And in the following podcast, Abhinav reveals Tanisha's secret passion, which she is finding difficult to indulge in due to her commitment to the startup. Abhinav and Tanisha also kindly allowed me to talk briefly to other members of the company, which is why I decided to split this podcast over two episodes. So now, without further delay, let's begin. I'm Abhinav Sharma and uh, I run a company by the name Focus Digit. Um, so it's strange that uh, um, officially my entrepreneur journey started in 2015. and uh, uh, But I, I had been thinking about it since I was doing my engineering. So during my engineering itself, uh, I was self-employed. Uh, uh, I used to take classes for physics and mathematics. And that's how I, not exactly I earned my uh, pocket money, but yes, uh, that give me enough money to uh, like do various things which normally are refused by parents. So I always had this had this thing in mind that apart from a normal uh, source of income, which is job, you should build a passive source of a multiple revenue streams. And um, when I graduated. Uh, uh, and I was doing a normal job with one of the big manufacturing and metal and mining firms way back in 2006. I uh, somehow got interested in stocks and uh, my day used to start with stock market. Again, it's not an entirely, entirely uh, entrepreneurial nature, but it is kind of a building on the same ideas as yes, you are not, you don't want to be entirely dependent on one source of stream and uh, looking out for a pay- paycheck on first of every month. Uh, you, you're trying to build something on your own. And uh, then I went on to do my MBA, got an international exposure. I did my MBA from Singapore, came back to India, uh, got exposure of consulting, retail, and that's how my love love with retail started. Um, was uh, leading their piece, pre-sales vertical for uh, one of the consulting arms of IT or organize, IT services organization in India and then I dabbled with the idea and a startup in 2009. I started my own e-commerce website which was by the name brandstreet.in 
uh, it was a fashion lifestyle destination um, something which worked worked on a close group of customers uh, but 2009 being the 2009 year uh, where it had a um, lot of difficulty in raising capital and everything so the idea died the idea died not because i would say because of uh, lack of capital it just that at that time i was not mature i didn't have the guts uh, and i didn't have the perseverance to uh, take it to a next level uh, but that that kind of a feeling to be on my own never died and then i i was in job i joined again one of the startups which was backed by rocket group uh again one uh belonging to a retail industry which is jobong it's a one of the leading it is one of the leading fashion lifestyle destinations in india i was involved in primarily everything from process excellence to supply chain excellence doing projects which either enhance the customer experience or enhance the bottom line was also a part of debt analytics and then came the year of reckoning which was october 2015 I quit my job and I started with this idea. Uh so I run a business uh where we are trying to help sellers whosoever wants to sell online uh by the use of different mediums. Uh the medium could be their own website or their different marketplaces which are there in India as of now and we handhold them. We are primarily a B2B managed service center where we allow them to focus on their core set of activities which could be manufacturing and sourcing and rest all the activities which are associated with the online journey is handled by us we want to become their eyes ears for all the all online presence and we see ourselves as a infosys of a e-commerce ecosystem in india uh that's how it is it's still uh, it's still very nascent at i would call it as of now and there are a lot many things uh, associated things which we want to do for online sellers there are multiple things which we can do and we are planning to do that let's see how soon we can do that hi i'm tanisha and um, how my entrepreneurial journey began was um, it was just that i studied a lot and then i got into just jobs that just following the rat race doing what everybody else was doing got into a great mckinsey and company you know became a research analyst over there did that for two and a half years didn't like it quit that uh, wanted to study further um but in i went in for my mba in marketing finished that i got interested in market research so i joined another company moved to bangalore did that for a year again hated it <laughs> so i quit that and in the meantime i realized that i really enjoyed baking so i just sort of started baking and my friends and family loved it so i thought why not just convert this to a business so started my own home run bakery i had like a website a logo packaging everything it was really exciting but the moment i started doing it commercially it just wasn't fun anymore so a year and a half into that i saw that it wasn't making any business sense for me so i stopped that as well and then came the turning point where i uh, just started helping my dad in his business the so he's into exports of home furnishings it wasn't going so well the export market had crashed and so we decided to put them online where all these e-commerce sites had started to uh, you know come up in india 
So while I did that, I I loved it. I sort of automated all their processes. They didn't know how to do all that. They weren't so tech savvy. So did all that, got them online, and after a year and a half or so, started facing challenges. So I started looking for companies that could help me with those challenges and help me increase my online sales. That's when I came across Abhinav, and uh, he started a company called Focus Digit. And this company was doing exactly what I was looking for. Uh, they were going to help us. Like they, the company was basically there to help sellers who were selling online. And we met. We had a discussion. And instead of me, so for the whole point was that I was going to join them as a client. And uh, so I think I was pretty much their first or second client. And figured that they had a long way to go in terms of you know they could use a customer's voice. So since I had a lot of time on my hands, I um, even I wanted it, and even they wanted it. So it just kind of worked out. I started working with them, and it's it's a sorry to intervene. That's why it's it's a beautiful symbiotic relationship um, which has developed over a period of time. We have we have our bad days where we fight like a lot. like crazy people. Uh, but at the end of the day, something which binds us together is a common vision. and that is to uh, grow focus is it and to take it to new heights not only focus is it but by doing so uh, streamlining this entire an organized market into and fragmented market into something uh, where seller can say yes fo- focus is it was the reason why i continued my online journey it's all about adding the value to people who need help right so that's the whole point i think it can be in any area of life but so we've chosen the area of the e-commerce world to help the people who need help with their online journey so it's just i think the at the end of the day what we feel satisfied about is that we help someone today and we added value to his business even if it was just a little little like 0.1% value it was value in some way and um, yeah that's the passion that keeps us going so so what difficulties have you had one of the major difficulties which we face is that uh, is the crunch of quality resources uh, um, normally it's a kind of a saying the resources comes at a cost and uh, being a bootstrapped organization or an organization who have just raised an angel round getting that kind of a passionate people at a fraction of a cost is one of the most difficult things uh, uh, we are facing the other thing is that to scale up again we need capital and uh, uh, which is as of now not with us in plenty so these are the two main challenges which we are facing apart from that our business is that uh, and it is a voice of a seller which i am telling you so when sellers joins us or he becomes our clients so even we say that we are your outsourcing partner one of the key things which he tends to associate with focus digit is that they would help him in grow their business but the problem is that we don't control the traffic on any of the marketplaces and there are certain things external factors where you can increase the visibility of their products over these panels but ultimately it is not something which is in our hands so that is a major challenge and we have kind of a hit a wall that how actually we can help a seller in increasing its sales beyond a point okay he he started with zero he's he he has seen a delta increment but what after that so uh the we he reaches a plateau too soon and too sudden and then 
it becomes a little bit of where to go what next so that is the biggest challenge we are trying to solve this problem you mentioned to me about how you're spending your money yep so can you just go through how you spend your money uh so i would say i uh, uh i i have always believed in frugal operations and that is coming from my lean background uh we 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 run wafer thin um marketing vertical and our marketing spend is literally zero so we have grown leaps and bounds uh, by one of the most effective medium and uh, which helps any business to sustain and scale and that is viral marketing and word of mouth the other thing is that uh, uh, where our money goes obviously is uh, we are a manpower dependent business so one of the major uh, sources of our or cost stream is manpower the other thing is that we are parking it some uh, some amount of money to build on technology we have we think that we have a great technology roadmap in place and uh, we are looking for some kind of a corpus and that's how we are we are saving the money uh in just 15 months of organizing uh, in its journey i would say that focus is it is one of the very rare startup which is operationally profitable and so actually profitable operationally profitable not bottom not ebitda positive <laughs> ebitda positive but operationally pro- profitable so what's your office like uh it's a very small office uh it's no uh it's kind of a saying that uh, uh we want to be google and that's why we started in basement and uh, uh, our offices in basement um, somewhere in south delhi uh india and it's a space of not more than 600 square feet and uh, we have a team of 15 people uh including me and tanisha who are working along it and we are looking for m- more passionate more motivated and somebody who comes with a great business acumen So how do you go about selecting people to work with? So uh we have fostered type types with the uh, uh, different engineering institutes and different MBA institutes and then we keep on posting our requirements across different job portals and uh, then it's a normal selection process whosoever applies then it he goes through a I would say tough one or two rounds uh where uh we try to gauge and try to access him on different capabilities. and that's how we go about it yeah but the main thing we're looking for is that this person needs to be flexible in terms of you know office timings because there are none i mean it's it's more like you come in and then you stay till as long as you need to finish the work so we want someone who's passionate who doesn't really think about the time what time is it you just go on working and you don't even realize where the time is gone so we are basically looking for that passion which is really really hard to find like abhinav pointed out that's one of our main challenges but yeah i mean we've managed to find um, we have a decent team decent team and, and who have stuck with us for more than a year and they're committed and they work even on weekends at times they're up at night sometimes working if the client requires it and we have our good days and bad days but um, that's what they're all still with us so i'm guessing they're having a good time and i believe um, uh, that one of the major things that uh, primarily they are associated with is that not only that they are they they then themselves want to do something good is just that probably the kind of a value which they see in our organization is uh, and the kind of a passion we bring onto the table it's kind of a rubs the rubs off so that's how and but we are grateful to them uh, that be, without them we would not be here where we are today 
So have you always been uh, entrepreneurs in India or have you worked in other countries? Uh, so uh, I have a consulting background. So uh, I have worked across uh, multiple geographies. So I've worked with uh, Rolls-Royce in UK. I've worked with uh, many of the manufacturing and retail organizations based out of UK. Then I, I had my stints in Singapore, Dubai, uh, Switzerland, Germany. So I've worked across multiple countries and within India also I've traveled extensively. So uh, I've been to Mumbai, I've been to Delhi, I've worked in Bangalore, I've worked in one of the very, very, very remote places in India and that's how I started my career. I started with one of the metal and mining firms in India and that was based out of a very remote location in Chhattisgarh. So what's the biggest difference you find in working in the different locations you've worked in? Uh, you have to co cope up with different cultures and, uh, and the kind of expectations and the kind of a, uh, uh, what should I say, the pride they attach to a particular work is sometimes different. Uh, that's, I would say that is one of the biggest uh, things that, because at the end of the day, it's not, with tech, it's not the technology you work with, it's the people you work with and uh, different people with, come with different mindsets and if you go along with them if you tag along with them tag along with them it, it then it's a beautiful journey so what's it like for an indian person to work in a foreign country uh, uh, i would say even in my 36 or 40 months of experience i didn't find it hard to work along with those guys uh, because you need to uh, access some kind of a common interest or a common point and then you build on your relationship and rapport from there on. So fortunately and luckily for me, uh, the going was not tough for me, probably which have uh, and I have seen for some of my other peers and consultants. So it's like probably uh, apart from you, uh, everybody is looking for a quality work. So you need to deliver on that. There is no compromise on that. But at the same time, uh, there are a lot many other things where you can uh, connect with them, and from there on you, from there you build on. So, what advice would you give somebody with your background to work in abroad? So one of the major things is that try to identify the problem and try to identify the the people associated with that with that problem. So that is one of the major things. Yeah. So as as soon as you map both these both these things, then the journey is smooth. If you try to isolate a people with a problem, the things won't work. Uh, because people are passionate uh, about what they are doing. So don't challenge them. Uh, there is a way of saying that saying things. It's like. Uh, uh, and sorry to say that I've been. Uh, <laughs> I know why Tanisha is giving me that <laughs> look <laughs> because uh, it's the other way around in focus, is it? <laughs> yes. uh, where I've been the most vocal and I've been like saying that this thing needs to be done in this particular way. But when I was actually out, uh, you tend to associate with their working style and then you try to identify the gaps and plug those gaps in a very subtle way so that. Uh, they are uh, they tread along with you but in focus is it I have been completely the opposite so I think it's it's fair to say that when you are working elsewhere where it's not home yeah. then you 
adapt to their style. Yeah. But when you're at home, you ex you want people to adapt it's to my, your style. It's yeah. my it's my home ground. Yeah. Uh, um, my rule matters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> you have to adopt to my yardsticks. Yeah. Okay. Your families. Um, how do they see you as entrepreneurs? Because in with entrepreneurs I've spoken to in the past, they've got lots of support from their families. Is that the case with you? Uh, fortunately, yes. Uh, but it's 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 been a, a mixed bag of emotions out here. So uh, unfortunately, my I lost my father when I was uh, not even ten years old, and. Uh, I have been raised by my mother, who 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 works as a lecturer, English lecturer with the uh, Delhi government. So all the time it was taught to us that uh, go study, get good grades, and join a join a company which is stable and earn your bread and butter from there on. So when I told her that suddenly one day that I have left the job I am and I have started to give a shot at uh, you didn't thing. even tell her for like six months, right? Yes. She didn't even know that I, I'm, I'm jobless for six months. Yeah, so he would come to office and he would go back home and his mom all that while thought he was working in a company, like not his own thing. Yeah. Six months later, he actually broke the news to her. So, and I was thinking that uh, whenever I will broke this new news to her, she was like, oh, what you have done. But she has been very supportive and um, she believes in me. That is one of the... Uh, major things which keeps me going is that uh, she thinks that whatever I am doing I am doing it with uh, with, a, uh, with an earnest try and uh, if I keep on doing it probably I will succeed because she has seen uh, how my dream faltered and withered away in 2009 when I started with the e-commerce side of my own and Tanisha uh, with my uh, family uh, so my father has been an entrepreneur all his life um, he was into his own exports business and so I've always seen my father being at home, his office was at home and uh, he's, he was always there for the family, he always had time, he had his work, he earned his money and everything and so when I wanted to do this, there wasn't much resistance at all actually, it was just like are you sure is this company going to survive, that's all I mean, that's all they asked. Otherwise. They weren't averse to the idea of me being, uh, you know, an entrepreneur, and it was. So they do get a little upset at times because they see me constantly working, but then they also see that I'm, I'm happy with what I'm doing. I'm not upset about coming home from an office, going back. Like it's not a rut. It's something that I like. It's something that I feel good about myself. So, so they they are supportive. How would you describe an entrepreneur in India? What characteristics makes for somebody to be successful as an entrepreneur in India? Is it the same as everywhere else or is there something yeah. special you need? It, I believe uh, it's primarily same across the world and one of the characteristics uh, which uh, uh, really defines him or her is his maverick. Maverick. He's maverick. maverick. Yeah. The maverick. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, com he's passionate about the things what he is doing he likes doing the things in his in his own way and uh, he's mad yeah there has to be a drive like you he, know risk you have to be able to take risks he's mad uh, one of the major things which he tries <laughs> and uh, i would say that's all and in in if in between he gets the support of people like uh, uh, fortunately i am getting it uh, from tanisha and my family members and my friends 
then it makes a life little bit easier i think the difference in india is a lot of people are brought up with the you know uh, with the notion that they should just be engineers or doctors or lawyers which is really changed over time now and a lot of people are just going into professions which are which were unheard of earlier so earlier the rat race was to just do these two three professions i think now becoming an entrepreneur is becoming like the rat race so everybody you see or talk to is working in a startup or has just started a company or people are more open to now trying just trying this out and just going for their dream a lot of them fail and go back to the corporate world but the ones who make it i think are much happier than you know if they were not doing even this. if they fail it's just that uh, the guilt is not there that i haven't tried yeah so because of i think so much has been opened up to our society that was not earlier the case so even parents have changed now what they're teaching their children has changed schools are teaching different things to kids they're they're actually supporting them in going for their talents instead of just asking them to focus on books so i think that is building bringing up a lot of difference and making more entrepreneurs now so you mentioned fail how long should an entrepreneur give a project before they say mm, this one isn't working i need to do something new it entirely depends upon the success so i i always end up giving this example so i don't know whether you have heard about it sachin tendulkar one of the great uh, Uh, cricketing legends yeah, born, bo- born, <laughs> yeah. of course uh, born in india people say that he was born to play cricket i always say that he was not born to play cricket he started playing cricket and it's a it's a circular loop he enjoyed success and then it became his passion obviously you need to start and you need to enjoy success so okay you need to be passionate you need to be emotional you need to nurture it like your uh, business like your own baby but at the end of the day you need to be cognizant about the fact that you are running a business and it has to make a business sense and it has to be financially viable uh obviously when you start uh, uh you would not be making profits in a day one or day two so there is a famous saying in hindi uh first year it is all the efforts which in put in second second year it's a little bit of loss third year it's break even fourth is fourth year you start making money but the startup culture or the entrepreneur culture over a period of time has changed drastically because there is a huge f- inflow of funding so people are looking for a crazy valuation they was just want to uh, they don't want to run a sustainable and a durable company over a period of time they want to sell their stake and just get rich by earning probably uh, by the medium of crazy valuations so you need to decide why you are in a business are you in a business just because of valuation game or you are in a business you want to run it in a sustainable and a long term goal so why are you in this business i am primarily for a second thing and uh, i would want to run it as uh, as long as possible obviously with venturing out into a different aspects if one is successful because when you start a business you never know uh, luckily we haven't we haven't pivoted it in last 15 months uh, many businesses and many startups uh, pivot themselves in initial years but i i believe our thought idea or thought process was good enough that uh, we haven't pivoted but there are many revenue streams or there are many associated channels where we can venture into it but our core of the business would always remain that uh, we see e-commerce and uh, 
online as a very powerful medium and whatever we will do we will do something which is associated to it and why are you in the business tanisha so i'm in the business to add value i mean i've always done something that makes me feel happy and i don't really look too far ahead in the future i i live in the present moment i go day to day to day um so you know like the whole baking thing was it made me happy i did it the moment it started making me unhappy i left it but it was not just the unhappy it also didn't make any business sense i was not earning anything i was just drowning more money in it and i didn't see it as like a long term uh fruitful adventure but with this even though i have a lot of bad days there are days i want to just give up but i see myself here in the long run i just i see that you know the good days are so good and they make me feel so fulfilled that it's worth it going through those difficult times and why i feel good is because one i feel i'm adding value to somebody and that in turn makes me feel like i'm adding value to myself i feel happy and proud when i'm you know when someone asks me what do you do and i tell them and it's not about how much you earn or you know what your paycheck is but it's about the value that you add and how you feel about yourself so you mean to say that you are not earning much <laughs> <laughs> that's not good <laughs>